the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Break every day. Compulsive behaviors and addictions have long been a pandemic in our society. People are in bondage to alcohol, drugs, pornography, codependent relationships, and more. If you or a loved one is stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and continued destructive behavior, keep listening. God wants everyone to walk out of the darkness and into His marvelous light. Recovery Radio Houston with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Good afternoon. I, I loved what Michael said about uh, uh, partly cloudy and hot and humid for the rest of the year. That's kind of the pattern we're in right now. Um, and uh, here at KKHT, we are on fire for Jesus. So we're 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 warm all year, but uh, especially this time of year. Anyway, it's it's good to be with y'all today. We're live here from KKHT. I hope everyone is is being careful out there as you drive home, and I hope. Um, you're being blessed right now, and I hope you're walking with the Lord. But unfortunately, there are too many people in our society that are in bondage. And, uh, you know, they need our help. Uh, you know, being a Christian means to uh, help other people, to uh, try to make disciples of all nations, to tell people about how good Jesus is, to preach the gospel to all creation, to teach people that when they're obedient to Jesus, and God's commandments that life is better. You know, I read something today that was very disturbing to me. Uh, you know, of course, we've been in this COVID pandemic. Uh, it seems to have let up. I don't want to minimize it, but uh, we've been in a pandemic for a, uh, addiction. You may be listening right now. You may be saying, I'm going to turn the channel because uh, I don't, I don't want to hear about addiction. I'm, I'm not I'm not an addict. I don't have any addictions. Uh, and that that may be true, God bless you. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, you know people who are, and in all likelihood, you know people in your family, you know people that you maybe grew up with, close friends, um, relatives, uh, co-workers, uh, because addiction is rampant in our society. Um, there are estimates that, for example, that one out of 12 Americans have a substance abuse problem, either substance abuse or alcohol. But what I read today was, is, and you may have seen the headlines, that in two, in, with COVID, addiction accelerated because people were stuck in their homes and, and depressed and, and um, you know, couldn't go out and, and bored and all kinds of reasons that the enemy uses to trick us into, into using drugs and to medicate. Uh, and to uh, retreat into alcohol. But in 2021, uh, U.S. drug overdoses hit an all-time record. In fact, 
over 108,000 people died of drug overdoses. Add that to another 100,000 that died of alcohol-related complications, um, not to mention the trillions of dollars of medical bills and lost productivity that Americans suffer because they miss work, because they have to use their insurance or Medicaid or Medicare or, or county facilities because of alcohol and uh, drug-related um, illnesses and, and problems with their with their body. I mean, the cost to society as a whole is staggering. And this is a pandemic epidemic that has been going on for centuries, but it has accelerated. Uh, there are more and more, you know, you can, of course, buy alcohol anywhere. And I'm, you know, if, if you're out there and I'm not saying that alcohol is evil in and of itself, but for those of us who have an addiction, propensity towards addiction, um, it's it's very dangerous. And, of course, drugs use is rampant and drugs are available everywhere. So this is staggering to me. Do you know that from the ages of under 45 that more people died of fentanyl overdoses since COVID started than, than of COVID itself for people under age 45? I mean, this is a serious problem, folks, and it costs us all money because even if we're not uh, addicts ourselves because of the societal costs, the cost, uh, in- increased insurance premiums, increased taxes to take care of people who don't have insurance, uh, increased uh, police law enforcement because of people that are doing dangerous activities while they're on drugs and alcohol, um, you know, and, and just the, just the sadness, um, of course, I mean, I work in the recovery community. That's that's one of the primary aspects of my ministry. And so I see a lot of very difficult situations, and I see where the enemy has people in bondage. But I also see victories because there is there is victory. Um, I'm honored to be on the board of directors of the Open Door Mission, and it's a facility uh, here east of downtown, 5803 Harrisburg, that takes in addicted uh, men, homeless men. Those two often go together, uh, but either either one qualifies if you have some sort of addiction, uh, and and it really transforms life. It's a holistic program, and this just gets me so excited. It it teaches these men job skills. It teaches them uh, they get their GED if they don't have it. How to use a computer. How to put together a resume. Um, it it starts every day in church and in, in the chapel. Um, that's how they start every day. Uh, the the program has educational, it has uh, recovery things, and it has spiritual aspects. Their their goal is to introduce people to Jesus, men to Jesus, and for them to have a a personal relationship with Jesus when they get out. And so we we had a committee meeting today. We're trying to the program's wonderful, but we're always looking to improve the spiritual aspects of it. And and that's exciting. I'm going from here from the radio station to we now have our break every chain ministry on Wednesday nights at at the new at uh at the open door mission and and it's just an honor. it's just a when someone breaks free of bondage and and you see the light come on in their eyes it's just it's a beautiful thing and you know there are many things that can help people there are rehabs there are 12 steps there is something called smart recovery cognitive and I'm for all of it but the number one thing to really God wants to restore people is is truly surrendering to your life to Christ and and really developing a relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you know somebody that is in the bondage of addiction, I can help them get into a free faith-based program that will transform their lives. 
people that are being obedient to what God wants them to do, working in the kingdom, working in the recovery field. You can email me at Pastor John at NCC, that's in his in Nancy, CC is in church, NCC Greater Heights.org. Pastor John, that's J O N, Pastor John at NCC Greater Heights.org. And I will follow up and I will do my best to help place uh, someone in a in a recovery facility that can that can free them from bondage because you know folks we have we have an enemy and he wants to take us down john 10:10 10, 10 says the enemy comes to kill steal and destroy and jesus said i have come so that they may have life and they may have it abundantly and that's basically the choice here with addiction it's it's death it's you know paul wrote in romans the rages of sin or death and it's literally true when it comes to alcohol and drug abuse um, you have that choice, or you have the living waters of a relationship with Jesus Christ. And, you know, we've had many men on this program and will in the future and interviewed them and talked about how Jesus transformed their lives, and it's wonderful. But I'm going to read this letter to, to that I'm about to read to you, the opposite of that, um, which is a letter I'm going to read to the men at the Open Door Mission today. And it is a, a letter that I've had for some time, and it's read sometimes at 12-step meetings. Um, hello, just in case you forgot me, I am your disease. You could substitute the word enemy there for disease. I hate meetings. I hate God. I hate anyone who has and works a program. To all who come in contact with me, I wish you suffering and I wish you death. Allow me to introduce myself. Well, Jesus introduces him, as I said in John 10.10, 10, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. I am the disease of addiction. I am cunning, baffling, and powerful. I have killed millions. I have ruined the lives of millions more, and I am pleased. Just today, we read about drug overdoses setting an all-time record here, just in the United States. In 2021, 108,000 people, another 100,000 with alcohol-related deaths. And I think, frankly, folks, I think those statistics are way underreported. Um, you know, just like um, people are dying of all kinds of things, and it's uh, all listed covid yeah, they were an alcoholic and they got COVID and they were weak and our drug, you know, their livers or or kidneys were weak and they died. But is it really COVID or is it is it both or, or at least uh, or is it addiction? Anyway, that's just one example. I love and I don't want to minimize. I'm not trying to minimize COVID. I'm not a COVID denier. COVID is real. I've lost people very close in my life to COVID. It's a horrible, horrible thing, and people need to protect themselves and be careful. So I'm not trying to say that COVID's not real, but uh, addiction is absolutely real, and it's been with us for a long, long time. Continuing with the letter, I love to catch you by surprise. I love pretending that I am your friend and lover. I have given you comfort, haven't I? Wasn't I there when you were lonely? See, people get into, they medicate with these, with, with whatever substance it is, their drug of choice. When you wanted to die, didn't you call on me, and didn't I answer? I was there. I love to make you hurt. I love to make you cry. Better yet, I love to make you so numb that you can neither hurt nor cry. I love to help I love to help you give up and feel hopeless. When you can't feel anything at all, that is my true gratification. And all I ask from you is long term suffering and lonely despair. Haven't I always been there for you always? When things were going right in your life, you invited me in. You said you didn't deserve these good things, and I was the only one who agreed with you. Together, we were able to destroy everything good in your life. 
I'm reading a letter, folks, if you just tuned in in the middle, I'm reading a letter from uh, the disease of addiction. When things went wrong, I was there to agree with you about how unfair life is and how blameless you are for anything that happens to you. I was the only one who would crawl down into the slimy paralysis of self-pity and wallow around with you there. Folks, addiction is a, I had said, as I said earlier, powerful and cunning and baffling. Uh, people that are addicted really do go through all these things. Some people don't understand. They just say, why don't you just quit? It's it's so much more complex than that. It's it's in it's in genetic makeup. It's in their propensity. It's in their psychology. They do it for so many different reasons to escape because they're lonely, because they're sad, because they just want to medicate and forget everything, and it just entraps you. It really does. It's so difficult to get out, but there is a vaccine, and his name is Jesus Christ. People don't take me seriously. Well, just what I just said, and I hadn't read that and thought about that line yet, but people don't take me seriously, and while this wounds my pride, I don't really mind because it is so strongly serves my purpose. Doesn't this sound like the the devil? Doesn't this sound like the enemy? You know, that's what I say all the time in, in sermons. By the way, join us at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, Sunday nights in the Heights at 240 West 18th Street. We we have a good time. And, and what I say so often, both in recovery meetings and in churches, is that our Christian walk mirrors the recovery walk. And the enemy mirrors what happens to people that are in bondage of addiction. And of course, people are in bondage for all kinds of things, you know, other kinds of addictions like gambling, um, sex addiction, pornography, all kinds of things the enemy uses. And then people are in bondage to things like depression and anger and pride and jealousy and resentment and the inability to get over past hurts. The enemy uses all these things, and addiction is just one of the tools in his toolbox. People take strokes, returning to the letter, I'm sorry. People take strokes, heart attacks, diabetes, and AIDS seriously. We can add COVID out of that list. Fools, without my help, those illnesses would not even be possible for many people. I am such a hated disease, and yet I do not come uninvited. That's the irony of addiction. We invited in. You choose whether or not to have me active in your life. Doesn't that prove how powerful and cunning I am? So many choose me over reality and hope, even while they say they hate me. There are many addicts out there that, in sober moments, that just, you know, they they don't want to live like that. They realize and they reflect and they hate it. But, you know, as the Bible says, like a dog returning to his vomit, they they go back. Or as even the Apostle Paul said, I do what I don't want to do, and I don't do what I want to do. I mean, we're always in a war of the flesh versus the spirit. But more than you hate me, I hate all of you who have embraced recovery. Uh, the devil hates recovery. Your refusal to invite me in, your program, your meetings, your higher power, all these things weaken me and disgust me, and I can't function in the manner I am accustomed to. So now I must lie here, quietly waiting. Oh, you may not see much of me anymore, but I am here, and I have all the time in the world to wait for you. When you only exist, I may live. When you live, I only exist, but I am here. And until we meet again, if we meet again, I wish you misery and death, just as I have always done and will always do, most sincerely, your disease. The devil is out there like a roaring lion, and he gets us where we're weak. 
and and he wants to every word in this is true and if you're under the bondage of addiction right now you don't have to live the way that you're living please contact me pastor john j o n at ncc greater heights dot org pastor john j o n at ncc greater heights dot org i'd love to show you introduce you to someone that can give you a new life jesus christ and the holy spirit that can walk with you you know jesus says in revelation three twenty, he says behold i stand at the door and knock if anyone hears my voice and opens the door i will come into him and dine with him and he with me jesus never gives up on us never he always pursues us but he's a gentleman you have to invite him into your life and that that passage is so powerful because it's it's said to a jewish community that that didn't have much breakfast or lunch not certainly much not much time for it but dinner the the meal at the end of the day was a big deal where the family gathered and they fellowshiped and they spent hours together and jesus says I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. That's saying I want to come in and and fellowship with you and be part of your life, and I want you to spend time with me, and I want to spend time with you. And that's that's who our Jesus is. And and if you're out there and you're addicted or, or if you have a loved one who's addicted, I guarantee you can look back at your life and you can see all these opportunities where the Lord was trying to speak to you, where the Lord sent somebody into your life to try to help you where the Lord was trying to, was knocking on your door and was wanting to come in and dine with you, and he's still there knocking. And I just implore you to answer. I really do. And if you need help, you need some place, come to our church, New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, Sunday nights in the Heights at, at 240 West 18th Street, 6 p.m. every Sunday. I'll be preaching this Sunday. We'd love to meet you and help you and encourage you. Or if you want to know how to disciple people, I'm going to be preaching on discipling and how to help other people. You know, that's what we're called to do as Christians is to go out and help other people. That's why Jesus told stories like the Good Samaritan. That, that's, who, that's who we're supposed to be. We're supposed to imitate Christ. What did Jesus do? The whole time he walked around, he walked around healing people and helping people and delivering them. Well, he still wants to do that. He's still doing it. Jesus is still in the miracle business. I see him all the time. You know, Jesus said in Luke nine twenty three, possibly my favorite passage in the Bible. If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, pick up his cross daily and follow me. Well, we need fellowship. We need other people, brothers and sisters in Christ to help us to be able to do that, to be able to win that battle of the flesh versus the spirit and and have the spirit triumph. You know, that's Jesus sends us. We're his arms and feet and Hands and feet on the earth. The Bible calls us Jesus Christ ambassadors, co- God's co-workers, and 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 we can we can pick up our cross daily. We can deny ourselves daily. The Apostle Paul said, "I die daily. I have to die daily to the you know to the flesh, to the things that the enemy's trying to entrap us." Because as that letter said, he's always out there. He's always sitting back. Like a like a roaring lion waiting waiting for us to be weak to pick us off, but you know it's like a a, a herd of of animals in in Africa when they're all together they're they're strong, but when one wanders off, 
the hyenas, the lions, the tigers, they're able to pick them off. So, you know, that's the one of the saddest things about addiction is it leads to isolation. The ultimate, the end, end game in, 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 by the enemy is, is that you're alone, you're isolated, you're drinking or using by yourself. And you've lost you know, contact with your friends, with your family, and he's there to pick you off. So how do, how do you become a follower of Christ? How do, how do you get the strength to, you know, to have the, the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life as a helper, as an encourager, as a guider? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. How do you get there? Well, the most important thing is to believe. And I tell you what, if you start, if you overcome, if you go into a faith-based recovery and you see the work that's being done there and you see the transform, transformations that Jesus is doing in people's lives, it becomes pretty easy to believe. It really does because he's still in the miracle business. You know, John three sixteen seventeen 17, for God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but shall have eternal life. And God did not send his son into the world to condemn it, but rather to save it. And there are people out there working kingdom work right now that are just being obedient, earning very little money in, in nonprofit, the workers at the Open Door Mission. You know, another cool thing about the Open Door Mission is, I don't know, half the people that work there are graduates of the program, and almost all of them are in recovery themselves. So why should you believe? I don't have a lot of time here, but let me try to get into this. The existence of the world, as Paul writes in Romans, look around you. Everywhere you you look, there's existence of God. The existence of people like the Open Door Mission or Hope for All in Jesus Prison Ministry or Cool Ministries, people working in the kingdom. The credibility of the founder. The gospel tells his story. It's well documented. The All the miracles he did, healing the blind, the paralyzed, and the lepers, and raising the dead. The reliability of the Bible, the more I study the Bible, the more incredible it is. And my, It's just so incredible. It's written, uh, I'm going to get off on a little bit of rabbit trail, but uh, in chiasms, which are ancient forms of beautiful poetry, and it, it all fits together perfectly. Almost every, everything you see in the New Testament you can find in the Old Testament. And, and, and it's all consistent, but it was written by over 40 different people over 2,000 years. It's just amazing. The hand of God was obviously was the Holy Spirit inspired. It's analysis of human nature. <laughs> if you have a problem, you know, you can so often open the Bible and just God leads you to a, a, a scripture that is helpful or a passage of scripture. And, and you know, if you want to know about human nature and how we should be, go, go to Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7 and read Jesus' beautiful Sermon on the Mount. It's impact on society. You ever thought about how the, Jesus could have come at any time? He's coming back, folks. But he could have come initially at any time when it would have been much easier to spread the good news of gospel. But he went into a rural place and a small place. He picked a bunch of disciples who were outcast and normal people. And in three years, he had a ministry that changed the world. And how did they do that? It's through the power of his resurrection and the power of who he was, and the message of radical love that he that he preached. You know, all of our society, all of our morality, ethics, our laws, they're all based on Christian values that Jesus taught. And then, of course, the most powerful thing of all is the resurrection and how many people saw it. If you look in 1 Corinthians, uh, Paul describes 
all the people in chapter 15, all the people that saw, he appeared to the 12, he appeared to the, uh, the two disciples originally, then to the 12, then to James, and then and then to, uh, to over 500 people, and then to Paul himself. And that, you know, the disciples went from being huddled in, in, in their homes in Jerusalem, uh, petrified, and they, but that gave them the strength and the courage to go out and, as the Bible says, flip the world upside down, the resurrection. And you know what? Jesus came not only so that we could have the resurrection of eternal life, but the resurrection, a living resurrection. And Paul talks about that throughout the Bible. You know, God's still in the miracle business, and he wants to give you a different kind of life. If you want to hear about that, that new life that God promises, come to New Covenant Church Greater Heights this Sunday at 6 p.m., 240 West 18th Street, 77008, right in the heart of the Heights. We've got a loving, encouraging congregation. We've got people that have been with, uh, walking with the Lord for decades, and then we've got people that are brand new. It's a, a great mix. We'd love to meet you, encourage you, and, and to, to love on you. Again, if you need help, Pastor John at nccgreaterheights.org. You know, we love you at New Covenant Church Greater Heights, but more importantly, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Good night and amen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.